Winnipeg fans, it is finally game day, and the Jets are going to be taking on the New York Rangers this evening in uh, Winnipeg, which we've been waiting for the season to start. You know, for a lot of other teams, they've already been underway. Some teams have even played in the Czech Republic. But for the Jets, first game of the season, first game for Rick Bonus, and we still have quite a few questions to answer with this team. So here's what I want to uh, keep an eye out for as we start the season and kick off what should be a pretty chaotic, pretty crazy, and hopefully fun regular season for the Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Winnipeg fans. Welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. It's free to do so. You can find us on Odyssey, Megaphone, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, Whatever platform you like, we're there for you 24-7. And of course, it's free to subscribe. You always stay up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Tonight's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Now, like I said in the intro, um, the the, the Jets are kicking off their season this year. And with the, the opening game being against the New York Rangers, who have already played a couple of games, uh, they've won both of those games so far. The Jets, you know, they're in a strange state. So past couple of weeks, we've been talking about Winnipeg being more of a meritocracy, guys earning ice times. Um, and some of the training camp battles have been relatively interesting. But, you know, coming into preseason, then the roster started to take shape. There were some changes and not everyone was on the same page. And I think one of the biggest questions for the Jets has been, so you had forward battles, but ultimately, you know, it was mostly in the depth spots and not that many newcomers really made the team. But, you know, in particular, we're looking at the sixth defender spot where Stanley, Sandberg and Heinle were dueling it out and they opted for Stanley of all people. I think Logan has some interesting uh, characteristics and traits that make him, you know, a a solid third pairing defender in the right circumstances. But the problem is, is that the way that he plays, I don't really feel suits the Jets. Um, You've got a really big, tall player who doesn't actually use those physical advantages in maybe the most efficient ways. I often find that Stanley, for me, is a guy who can box out opponents, but because he's so tall and because he's probably... Uh, a little bit nervous to take penalties, maybe a bit hesitant to physically engage. A lot of times you either see him overcommit or maybe undercommit. If he, if he's overcommitting, it's usually trying to pinch along the walls and seal someone off before they make a zone entry or something like that. Uh, or if he's higher up the ice, like an offensive zone transition or, you know, something out of the defensive zone as well. But, you know, when it comes to his own end, a lot of times you find smaller, faster skaters getting the inside cut and he's kind of hung out to dry. And he does offer some offensive value, but a lot of it is low danger point shots. 
And honestly, you know, a lot of those, they, they might hit the target. They might, you know, be pretty decent shots from distance, relatively speaking, but you need a little bit more from the jets to actually make the most of that. If he's going to be bombing from the point every two seconds, then there's got to be somebody net front to tip those. And thus far, Winnipeg has not really taken advantage of that at all. So, um, if they don't intend to change that process and actually use players in front for screens, for more tips, for rebounds, then there's not really a lot of value that you know Stanley's going to be able to bring, especially up the ice. In his own end, we kind of already know that defensively he's going to struggle. And I think Bonus had a couple of interesting comments because uh, he suggested that Heinola needed to work more on the defensive side of things, which it's not false, right? I mean, that is accurate, right? You know, Villy's not exactly a guy who's a shutdown defender. You know, he'll lose body positioning. Sometimes he gets muscled off the puck. You've seen him have some nasty turnovers. But I think the thing that's frustrating is this is like characteristics of pretty much every single defender on the Jets. And that's also true of Stanley and Sandberg. Stanley in particular has struggled a lot with some of these issues. And it's not like it's a new thing. We've seen it from the past couple of years. And it's not just Logan that, you know, has these problems. Most of the Jets defense kind of does the same thing. So it feels like Heinola is maybe being held to some very high standards that for one reason or another, he can never really meet. And I think part of that is because the Jets just want that balance of like a PK or a guy that they feel is physically resolute and somebody who gives them, um, that physical defensive presence that they think they're missing on the back end. But the problem is if the guy that you're putting in that position isn't really using all of those traits to their max effectiveness, then what's the point of even, you know, shutting this down and opting for the more conservative approach. I think Heinle definitely has issues in his game and I wouldn't really trust him on the PK, but at some point Winnipeg, I feel is going to have to start realizing you're not a team that defends all that well. So look for offensive advantages elsewhere. You don't want to completely throw out the playbook on uh, man marking and zone coverages, but you also have to accept that this team doesn't really do that stuff. That's not their identity, and it shouldn't be. Winnipeg should be a team that's more comfortable taking chances, playing a little bit risky because offensively, they're going to struggle to create otherwise. Um, But, you know, you look at Sandberg now being press boxed, and I, I guess I just don't fully understand it. So I kind of want more clarity on this. I think this issue, you know, is going to lead to the Jets having to make some kind of a trade or something because there's no way this defense can really function as is throughout the remainder of the season. Heinle was asked about it yesterday, and he's not happy. He kind of expressed that he was, in in so many words, pissed about the situation, which you have to understand is is kind of a fair assessment from his perspective. Obviously, he has things that he can work on and he needs to improve upon, but that that stuff you're not really going to get playing with the moose. He has to get NHL reps in order to get accustomed to the timing, um, work on reducing his penalties, and just become more comfortable playing at this level. He's not going to get that with the moose, and I think it's very clear that uh, even the moose directives that you know the coaching staff is, is offering him kind of differ from what Winnipeg is looking at uh, from a higher level. You know, Mark Morrison was saying he wants Villy to play to his strengths, which is being an offensive attacker and less of a defensive presence. He said, you know, the same thing he did mirror that um, Villy can work on those defensive issues, but by the same token, he's not trying to turn Heinola into a player that he isn't and is never going to be. He wants him to use his skill sets and be this really dynamic attacking presence on the back end 
that he has been raised to be since he's been playing in Finland. So very interesting dichotomy here of responses. And it maybe suggests, um, at least for me, you know, once Bones departs, because I don't think Bones is going to be a a long-term coaching option for the Jets unless he really hits it out of the park. You know, I'm still looking at Mark Morrison maybe to be the future of this team's uh, coaching staff. I think he's more forward thinking. I don't know if all of his offensive concepts would translate to the NHL level, but you know what? We've had plenty of coaches that haven't been as ambitious, and I'm willing to give somebody who is not an outsider, but maybe bring some fresh ideas a shot with this team. But, you know, that's off in the distant future at this point. We're still kind of waiting for um, the start of the season. And obviously against the Rangers, the Jets are going to have their hands full. So I'll talk about expectations for this game, what I think is going to happen, and uh, just some general last minute stuff before the start of the season questions I want to have answered and maybe some hopes and fears as we kick off the 2022-23 season. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners that I mentioned earlier at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for football betting info this season, whether you're looking for college NCAA stuff or professional NFL-level football. They've got all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis from the start of the season till the present and even including futures. If you're thinking about even stuff like next season or beyond, They've also got lines and odds for that as well. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Whether you're looking for maybe something like MLB baseball as we enter the playoffs, MMA, boxing, golf, triple crown horse racing, anything you can imagine, they've got you covered. I've even seen Bundesliga bets if you're into German footy. Uh, But if you don't love sports, which why are you hearing me talk? Good question, but you know, Maybe maybe you're one of those Jets fans who's just listening to kind of follow along and see what the team is doing, even if you don't follow that closely. But if that's you and you still want to take part on BetOnline, they've also got Vegas casino games so that, you know, there's something for everyone. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Just register for a free account at BetOnline.net right now on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are continuing uh, our, our preseason, or not preseason, but actual regular season thoughts, finally out of the preseason, which is a, uh, a minor miracle. It felt like forever for the Jets. But, you know, now they face the Rangers, a team that's going to be on the, the back half of a back-to-back. Um, and, you know, they just faced the Minnesota Wild, ended up winning like 7-3 or 7-4, and I wouldn't say that their game was particularly impressive in terms of shot share and stuff. But when you look at the chances that they created and they capitalized on, you know, some of their star players were, well, kind of starring it up. I mean, you had Adam Fox, um, you had Zabanajad, Kreider, pretty much everyone that's really important on this team had some sort of offensive contribution. Panarin scored, Heedle scored. Uh, the new addition of Trocek also scored. And I think Vinny has maybe gone a little bit under the radar as a really nice addition. He was, you know, not cheap necessarily, but I think for what the Rangers were hoping for, he'll be a solid fit. I think he brings a nice finishing touch to that top six and just makes them even deeper. Um, And of course, Capocacco might have the the highlight goal of the night. He had this unbelievable individual effort. Uh, Kako, you know, you're looking for a really big season from him. But I think for the Jets... Uh, this is going to be a really tough team because the the Rangers, 
they're going to concede a lot of chances. Like defensively, they're not that great. But the problem is, is when you give up counters or you make any sort of mistake, New York has some of the best scorers in the league. Now, you know, you're not thinking about Line necessarily or, you know, McKinnon or McDavid, but they have a lot of balance and a lot of offense all throughout their their top nine. So this is a team the Jets are really going to have to be careful with. Um, I don't know that Gallant has necessarily been like the most amazing coach with this team, but, you know, as long as they can keep kind of outscoring their defensive issues and stuff and Shesterkin can kind of keep covering all of those blue line gaps and gaffes, I think this team is still going to be a pain. Now, for the Jets, the only advantage is that they're playing on consecutive nights and, you know, facing the wild could certainly be a bit of a drain. And it seems like Minnesota was racking up shots after shots. So it's not like this team is going to be super rested. Now for the Jets, um, it's going to be a weird one, right? Uh, first game back. And I think preseason showed some interesting developments and in, in early signs of more blue line aggression. I thought the forwards, uh, especially the first line, looked pretty engaged. Shifley seemed a little bit refreshed, which was good to see. Um, Dubois towards the end there started looking more like what you would expect Dubois to, to be. He had a start, like a quieter start to the preseason, but over time kind of started ramping it up and looking a little more uh, offensively gifted. Um, back to where you would expect him to be. Ehlers was dominant. But for the depth lines, you know, I guess the big question for me is, uh, are they going to be able to really match up against the Rangers' bottom six? Because like New York's bottom six has a lot of young rookies, a lot of young kids. And while it might lack some of the um, talent at times on like the fourth line, you know, the Jets are not really going to be matching anywhere near as much scoring talent uh, on that end. You know, you have like Lowry and, and Menelainen, um, Gustafson, Gagne, and like these are fantastic players with two-way games that are very strong, but maybe not the kind of guys that I'm thinking are going to be able to outscore Capococco, Filipino, some of these other really talented players. So um, there's a lot of questions I have. I mean, this Rangers team is kind of an offensive wagon in terms of like finishing ability, even if maybe the shot creation and chance creation is kind of still a work in progress. But Winnipeg is going to have to come out with its A game and show us that, you know, all of this work that they've been doing in the preseason is worth it. Because I think, you know, the, the Stanley inclusion was kind of a stinker, but I'm going to be honest, I don't think it moves the needle either direction a ton. Um, but if he plays on the PK against the Rangers, that's where I would start getting nervous because this Rangers PK or their, their power play is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen it, but their puck movement's crisp. They capitalize on rebounds, always in advantageous positions. So not a team the Jets can mess around with, and Winnipeg really needs to be disciplined. But kind of going you know through the rest of the season, I, I do still have some larger concerns about, I guess, what the future of this team is and how they're going to integrate some of the youth into the squad because we've got a lot of young prospects who could probably help the Jets right now. But for one reason or another, the Jets have put themselves into a position where they can't really call them up. We'll talk about, you know, what I think needs to happen next. And, you know, my personal feelings on this season maybe not being as exciting as I was hoping for in just a little bit. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are just wrapping up some final thoughts before Winnipeg kicks off the season. Obviously, I wish we had had you know some actual hockey to talk about, but it's going to be a late night game. Um, so I'll, I'll try and give you some thoughts, uh, you know, maybe in very short form over the weekend, or at least you know next Monday we'll, we'll give you a full episode on some thoughts and, and probably have another game in between then to talk about. But going into the season, I I'm kind of wondering where the Jets are are at because. There are times and, and moments where I see progress, and I think there's some stuff that the Jets have have legit worked on and seem to be better. But there's other parts where I'm like, you know, this team isn't taking the, the full steps forward that it could. And it's partly because they haven't resolved stuff like maybe freeing up a, a log jam spot on the left side of, of the defense, acquiring another top nine forward from somewhere. It feels like Winnipeg is still not really complete. And I kind of wonder what the front office is waiting for. Uh, if it's because they envision, like, say, for the top nine, Brad Lambert coming in to this team in about a month or so, fine. Okay, that, that makes sense. I can live with that. That's a fair idea. You know, they just sent Dominic Toninato down to the Moose, which, by the way, if you've got Moose season tickets, you're in for a treat. That team looks unreal. Uh, the Moose this year should be uh, one of the top Calder favorites. So, uh, I'm I'm excited to subscribe to AHL TV again and watch as much of the season as I can. Going to be hard to fit it in between the Jets games, but um, that team looks like legit and for real. But you know, for the Jets, I, I just feel like they've taken some half measures. You know, the leadership group that they were supposedly building is just three players with A's. And while I don't disagree that you have to like. Um, or that you don't want to like add too many guys. I, I do still wonder, you know, all of this stuff hasn't really resolved the central issue that Wheeler is kind of done with the team and the team is sort of done with him, um, that you still have players blocking roster spots for younger talents and internal players who could do the job and that the front office hasn't really been proactive in fixing the stuff that's been a gap on this roster since last year. So I just kind of don't really get what the point of the season is so far. I think that there are some positive changes. I'm I'm still more optimistic about this year than I was in previous seasons. And I think, I think that there's stuff to genuinely be excited about, but it's kind of more in the distant future. I think the present for the Jets is still going to be kind of grim. I think Winnipeg has a lot to work through and I just haven't seen Winnipeg uh, taking the, the, the overall changes and like the cultural changes that I think this team really needs to move forward. There's, there's measures that have been in place. There's stuff that I, I see them working on, but it's not enough yet. And I think the Jets still can do so much more to get this team to frankly be exciting. I, I think Winnipeg, uh, you know, they, they promised a lot of changes. They've delivered on some of those promises, but there is still more that they need to do especially if they're like trying to make the playoffs and really considering themselves some kind of a competitor. If you ask me, I feel like Shovel Day Off has done a lot to kind of softly tank this year uh, because it doesn't seem like this team is super deep, but maybe he really feels Bonus is going to be able to take this roster to a deep playoff run. I'd be shocked if Bones is capable of doing that right now with this, this lack of elite offensive talent, but maybe he's more of a genius than we realize and he can somehow scrap this team together 
and get them into, uh, you know, some magical playoff run. But I, I, I don't think this is likely. And I, I'm, you know, I'm putting the carpet for the horse. So let's take it one step at a time, see if they make any call-ups over the next few months. Hope Lambert kind of tears it up for the moose. I think that'll be fun to watch. And uh, at this point, I'm just kind of tracking prospects and getting excited for the future of this team because the present, I, I think, is going to be it's, it's going to be what it is. Is <laughs> the best way I can describe it. It's going to be what it is. I, I just want to see some some positive developments, some growth and maturation of this franchise. And if that's what we get, then I can live with it. But I'd be curious to know what you want from this season. Let me know in the comments below. What are you hoping Winnipeg does? What are you afraid of uh, for this team? What are you excited about? I want to hear all that. I want to get your feedback. Let me know uh, both here or at my social medias on Twitter at HLivingLocal and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. But for tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingston help bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice every Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts, same as where we're available. So like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.